we're ready, we're rolling with podcast number 12. Uh, it's round uh, four of seven for the World Cup cross country last weekend, and five of eight the downhill, so well into the thick of the World Cup racing. Got Ollie Beck- Becksell, sorry, sat to my left hand side, a cross country expert and cross country Olympian. And to my right, I've got Steve Jones. What's your title? God, I feel a little bit under undercooked against you too, I think. <laughs> or your Palmares, Steve. Uh, my Palmares. Um, I got a UCI medal, yeah. I guess. I guess yeah. there's something in it. That's a good one. I ain't got one of those. A UCI, uh, UCI you got bronze medal? You got one of those? Uh, no. Don't have one of those. There you go, you trumped us. There you go, then. <laughs> and, and I had fried egg on toast this morning yeah. with smoked salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cook your porridge with, with water or with milk? Half and half, mate. Same. Really? Half yeah, half, half and half. Crikey. Anyway, should we get into the race? <laughs> <laughs> we need to ask the racers what they do for their uh, breakfast, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's a good weekend of racing, super dry. We'll run through it all, basically, but there's cross-country, short track and full cross-country, and Daniel to talk about. Lots of exciting things happened over the weekend. Um, Leger, back to Leger for the first time in 17 years, racing World Cup. Uh, they had the World Champs back in 2004. Ollie, were you racing that? I did, yeah. Yeah, 2004. Mud bath it was, I remember right now. Was it? Yeah, it was really bad for cross country. Oh. It, it definitely was a mud bath for the, for the downhill. Oh, downhill it was, yeah, and we all remember, yeah, PT. Yeah. Using that well, front wheel. Well, I tell you what, also you might, might not know, Ollie, about the uh, World Championship 2004, is the Don qualified in sixth place that day. Did you keep talking uh, about this before, uh, I know we've talked about it before. I know you're embarrassed. He's a dark it, horse, but, but isn't he? He is, but I want to point this out, right, is the Don in 2004 qualified in sixth on a 248.6, um, sorry, 248.9. Cedric Gracia was in third on a 248.6. He was three tenths mm. off being third place in qualifying. Wow. Fair dues, Don. Well, Fair dues. I did throw away in the, <laughs> the finals. <laughs> not quite as famous as Steve Pete did, but I no. did it nonetheless. <laughs> it's quite funny, Pete. I mean, uh, Pete said in his Instagram on the weekend, uh, does, uh, does anybody remember 2004? I think what the point is, will anybody ever forget 2004 when he went down in that last I was corner? stood next to Adele, his wife, when right. it happened. Oh, and crikey, it, well, there was a lot of Brits in the crowd. Do you remember? They were all sat on top of the building, the ski lift uh, building, yeah. and it was just... Well, it was really busy at this race this weekend, but it seemed, you know, almost more busy back in 2004. And it there was, was. A, a crazy, uh, the noise of it when he did actually crash. And mm. obviously Fabian Brel took the win. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, why the French are good. Well, surely having a crowd like that at a, at a race proves how totally into racing the French are. Well, I know you talked about it last week's podcast about the French, but to me, if you look at cross-country as well as downhill, you've got the Swiss and you've got the French. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, those places both have mountains and they're, <laughs> they're winning mountain by races. Well, you say that. Now, see, I was looking at the short course and there's quite a few Dutch people. You always say the, that. What? You say that when you don't agree with <laughs> what I've just said. <laughs> Oh Go on. No, I'm saying, look, you look at the, the results from the short course on the weekend and there's quite a few Dutch uh, in the top 10 there. Yeah, that's more like a crit though, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. But they say do have to, they've always yeah. had that strength in depth. You know, I think other countries you get one or two. Yeah. And then, rather than the Brits in downhill. But, and, and then but Swiss and French, yeah, especially it's just strength in depth. Ten of, you know. You, you, say, you say mountains, right? You've got the Italians as well. Why, yeah. why are they not more Italians or Germans? Um, too busy making good coffee, I suppose. The French don't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't see how you can really apply these generalisations, to be honest, because 
we've talked about it in the past about South Africa's great record and that is just one person that's Greg Minar at mm-hmm. World Cup Downhill so there's just great riders and or one great rider or one great rider <laughs> yeah <laughs> But is it? I, I want to ask you, Ollie. I mean, I've never chatted to you about cross country. Is it? Um, it's not very strong in the English-speaking countries, but although you do see yeah. like Kate Courtney and the US has only come around recently. That's well, how, been, how they've had we, a flat patch for a long time. Right. So is, is that coincided with you know the likes of Gwyn and and uh, all the other downhill races from yeah. America, which has happened in the last six, seven years? I think right? cross country gets hit. It goes in phases with. Well, especially America and Great Britain with, with road. Yeah. So when I was younger, everyone was racing cross country or then when downhill when it split because yeah. that's what was cool for yeah. kids. You like got a mountain bike, 89, 90. Yeah. And then there was a point 2008, 2012, when everyone wanted to be on the velodrome, be Chris Hoyle or Wigan. Right, yeah. So it split the two. I think if you were more of a kind of keener fitness kid, you would probably go road or track. Yeah. And if you were more wanted to play in the woods, you would have gone downhill. So it yeah. kind of cross country got a bit... Yeah, I saw, you, I saw you talking to Simon Richardson, you know, yeah, presenters yeah, yeah. on GCN. I guess he made that switch from cross country to road well, around about that time. Well, side race, 2004 World Champs yeah, as well. Yeah, he was there, he? as a junior. Yeah. <laughs> he was a, junior. under 23, he was, yeah. So we, oh, me and oh, yeah, Si did mountain bike together for a long time. He's younger than me. Right. He probably looks it as well. But yeah, we did mountain bike together and then and then he split over to the road. And right. he he was one of the guys that made that transition. Yeah. Because of the timing, that's where your contracts were. That's where the interest is. Yeah. So he wasn't going to get a mountain bike contract, but could get one on the road. Right. And you, know, you go back further than that. Like a minute ago, we were talking about the Czech guy who had a heart uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andre uh, Sink. Yeah, and I don't know why I got this connection between him and uh, anyway, David Baker. You're talking yeah. about David Baker and Tim Gould. You know, you know, uh, Britain was a very, very strong country. In yeah. The when I country. started, there was so when I went first year, I went full time, which is '98. Yeah. There was. 12 pros wow. in the UK. And Rally, right. for example, had a big team. Yeah. They had five full-time cross-country professionals on one team. Wow. Which is, you know, unheard of. And now you've got one, two, yeah. three, maybe. And that's an idea. If you think of how many pro downhillers were in the UK in 1998. 98? Oh, not that many, right? No, I mean, not. you probably had P.T. Warner. Uh, Will Longdon. Will Longdon. Like, we're really up there, you know, make, making money. Yeah. Them. But after that... They're like pretty much like sponsorship dealers, right? I think Dan Lloyd actually rode for that rally team as well on a mountain yeah, bike. Yeah, they, they, they had a full pro team, then an academy team. I mean, like, nuts. Yeah. I mean, probably 10 people that were getting some sort of support officially off rally back yeah, then, yeah. but nothing on downhill. Mm. And then, like I say, I think it just follows that you got what's cool for the kids, and then it's like a lag between that and then people doing it seriously or yeah, racing it takes yeah. a while for them to obviously come through but yeah yeah it was cross country back then was mental yeah, and now it, and then it died off a little bit and now at the moment it's quite it's pretty flat really yeah yeah i was waiting for my, my chair squeak and i'm trying not to yeah, move my chair move. you can hear my right. chair <laughs> right let's get into the racing i've i've not seen all of it to be honest i've been away myself uh in british columbia racing yeah. a little bit but i saw did see this short track actually it was a good race yeah super fun i mean the, the course is in Leger, it was more of a physical course, less yeah. technical than some of the others. Kind of medium altitude as well, not like Andorra yeah, previously. Yeah, definitely but not as high. 1,200 metres, but it's enough when you're working really hard. I think you still get a bit of an effect. There's a lot of dust. What That looked to me like that could have been quite difficult. If you're a bit further back in the pack, it can't be much fun just yeah. breathing hard through that stuff. I think just all the conditions were a bit hard. So hard, hard steep climbs and a bit of dust and a bit of altitude and a bit of heat are all four things. If you're having a bad day... 
yeah. are going to really get to you. <laughs> yeah. so all of them you can overcome when you're on it. Yeah. But if you're having a bit of a bad patch, one of those will really get Annie, um, See, Annie Lass, she showed really strongly in the sort of yeah. early, day, early stages of the race. Uh, really she's... strong in the short. She's having a great short track yeah. season. Um, coming, you know, transferring that to cross country, she's had some great results. Yeah, and I think she was off She struggled a little first... bit and a bit of illness maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, short track, she's flying. She finished sixth in the end, but Kate Courtney, again, going away and showing everyone who's boss this year. Yeah, I mean, she was gone, eh? After a, a relatively not-so-great weekend in Andorra, maybe we do just put that down to altitude. She's sort of bounced back. And... Yeah, she, I think she went back home. Really? Yeah, back to America in okay. that patch between, which is a kind of call a lot of them need to make. Yeah. And um, when they come back, obviously, they've just got a bit of jet lag and they don't sleep, so they normally get a week when they're not yeah. great and then come round. But I think it's hard for the stateside guys to decide whether to stay the whole season or... Or go back in patches. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, should I ask you a question? There seems is there an optimum age for like short course or, or cross country? Is there I mean I'm looking at the yeah. look at the women's results, yeah. I mean there seems to be a lot of thirty somethings in the in the top twenty. Yeah, it's funny. I mean it's it's an endurance sport, but the the whole with the short track racing cross country has yeah. come back a lot. I yeah. saw a really good uh, it was a social media thing from Bart Brenchens, who's yeah. obviously commentating on Red Bull. And it was something about the last last Dutch winner or something of a race, and from last week when when they won the women's, yeah, 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 and that was two thousand and four, which was him. And so he won in a women's no, so nineteen ninety four, sorry, and his winning time for a cross country race was two and a half hours, right? And now they're racing for an hour and twenty, right? So it's it's a faster, more dynamic sport, probably suits younger guys, yeah. less diesel engine. Well, Kate right. Courtney and Vanderpool are both twenty four, so yeah, right, so I think okay. it's probably evened out. I think go back in time. And it was probably 28, 30. Right, and now he's, now he's younger. Yeah, I had my best okay. years, I was 28, 29. Right. Okay. And then I think that was quite common. And now it suits a younger person, a bit more recovery, a bit more dynamic maybe. Yeah. Uh, Pauline Ferran-Provo, a good ride for her. She seems to be definitely getting back on the form. She came second in the short track. Uh, Brandau, third. Yolanda Neff, fourth. Um, yeah, no real surprises in the short track for the women's, I suppose. Emily Batty still down 14th. Coming back a little bit, but yeah, yes. you know they had this cross country had a break and it gave a chance for people to either. It's a it's a really tough one if you've had a, a not great first couple of rounds. Yeah. Do you you sat there right? You got a chunk of time to sort it out, but do you train harder? Do you rest? Do you do more miles? Do you more intensity? It's quite a hard one to work out if you've just been a bit out of sorts. So. And uh, Jenny Risved's still not got enough points to qual well to get to start a short yeah, track. Yeah, so it's UCI points that get you into the short track. So she came fifth in the cross country last weekend. Yeah. Great comeback from Jenny Risved's, but still, is that going to affect a Sunday race if you can't even you know yeah, get I mean, in the first three rows? Grid position is essential, and if you're out of that top 30, 40 on the grid, you've got you're going to get a you're going to lose a bit of time on the first lap just in traffic, but b you have to make some really hard short efforts to get past people. And that has to come back at you. There's no way. So if you've got a bad grid position or you get a bad start, it without a doubt will affect your race. I saw it actually in the men's cross country race on Instagram. Uh, I don't know how many riders are wearing it, but a big chunk and about halfway through, someone had some problems. There was a bit of a pile up. And yeah. if you're behind that, you're losing a minute on the first lap almost. You may as well go home. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> you're can, done. Can I go off, off subject a second? Talking about grid position. I mean, obviously yeah. there, there was the famous race in the weekend, the Mega Avalanche. Yeah. And that that is crucial that you have a good yeah. grid position. Otherwise, you, you, you'd be in a traffic jam for an hour um, and a half. I raced that back in the day as yeah. well. And I was second row and was lucky to get a clear space. And yeah. 
the year I did it, there was lots of snow, so you could bomb down it, or yeah. I, I thought so at least. You were yeah. bombing, and then I spoke to a friend who was, you know, two rows behind me, who said it was unrideable. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as someone's ridden it, the you know the whole width of it is yeah. almost unrideable. Yeah. Now you've been you've been in the BC bike race last week as well. What's yeah. the format of that then? Is that uh, that's a, a, seven day yeah. uh, cross country stage race, which yeah. was brilliant. Uh, my original plan was to do the whole thing, but I just couldn't get my fitness turned around in time. Oh after yeah. Injury. Maybe you're not the optimum age anymore, Don. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Felix Berkey won it. He beat Jeff Bush, who Jeff Bush is probably my age. Oh, there you go then. A um, bit of inspiration, Don? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I definitely would say it was inspiring. Yeah. It's a great race. It's, I'm going back for sure to do it. Yeah. It's tough. It was four but, hours the I rode, and that was day five of seven. Right. So. But you know, you're talking about grid position, I think. I, I looked at some footage you showed me earlier, and yeah. there seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a traffic jam of, of people in the woods, yeah. on a, a very narrow track in the woods there. Well, you do like a prologue the first day that's really short, I think, so, and that determines your grid position. Mm. And there was 600 riders there, so rows, Whoa, six rows of 100. And I, I was really lucky that they let me do the race, the, yeah. so the organisers. So I sort of jumped in in the middle. Well, why they? I mean, you're the Don. Why wouldn't well, they? <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in somewhere around 300 uh, yeah. and got up to 150th, obviously racing against people with day five of yeah, tired yeah, legs. So yeah. you can't really can say I was racing. But um, yeah, once you're in the single track, I did get stuck a bit behind people, but then mm. people would overtake me on the on the climbs yeah. on the fire road. Yeah. But those top riders are going flat out. Yeah. I've seen some of their videos, and they well, the day I rode, I rode four hours. They rode two hours fifty. The guys who won Holy that race, shit. and they've they've ridden two hundred fifty kilometers yeah. by the time they've got to yeah, that yeah. day, and a lot of meters. Yeah, it's really impressive, and they're all riding trail bikes virtually, like beefy cross country bikes. Right. Hey, talking about uh, talking about uh, gridlock on on trails and stuff. There's no none of that at uh, World Cup cross country racing, is it? I see that 52 people in the men's race got lapped. Yeah, that's mental. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, how can like is it, uh, so they use an ent- there's an entry of 61, right? Yeah. and 52 of them got lapped. Yeah, that must be the difference in between the high level and the and the rest of the. Pack. So, yeah, so they use it in cross country. It's they have a 90 percent rule. Yeah. So you all start off, and if you if you come round, you're ninety percent behind of the first lap. You yeah. just get yanked off the course, so you don't get in the way. Brutal. Yeah, it's, it's demoralising as well. <laughs> so, yeah, some people. So you get some of the early races. So at the start of the year, everyone's keen and fancies their chances. So you yeah. go to like the Czech Republic or something, which is loads of at Novemesto, loads of single track. Mm-hmm. 150 guys yeah. start the race. Yeah. And most of them will lose half a lap in time on the first lap. Because of the traffic jams. Because of the traffic jams, wow, yeah. right. So then they just, they're almost, yeah, they, they're doing three laps and then getting pulled out of seven, maybe. God, that's a long way to go to get long pulled. Long way, yeah, and pretty depressing. So, <laughs> yeah. But whereas the old days, you said before about, you know, doing two and a half hour races, they were, we used to, you know, six laps of 25 minutes. Yeah. So you never had that. You could always go and finish a race and it was always less single track so you could move up. Yeah. The yeah, modern yeah. mountain bike now, you are, unless you've got a really good grid, yeah, you are. You know, you are. What you're better off going and racing series races. You know, domestic stuff like a Swiss Cup. Yeah, building your points up and then coming back. Mm-hmm. But if you start a hundredth in a World Cup, yeah, yeah, or yeah. or indeed going on a holiday like the Don to uh, to British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, and then just starting mid pack <laughs> on day yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Don. Yeah, yeah. I just come in. Yeah, yeah. Slot you in there. No problem. <laughs> I once got overtaken in a cyclocross race actually by Liam Colleen. I want, I tried to do a season of it just to get fit really. And uh, yeah, he lapped me after a few laps and was riding past me. I was absolutely blowing, as you can imagine. He rode past me. All right, Neil, how's it going? Didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> and it was, I think he lapped up to third place that day. Yeah. 
Not so how's it looking on the World Cup uh, series then? Who's gonna who's gonna take it this year? Well, uh, Vanderpool showed up. Obviously, he missed the last round. Uh, and he won the short track. He sort of went away from everyone, didn't he? But yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. have such a good day in the cross country. But I see he's still doing pretty well in the overall, to be fair. Even though he's yeah, I mean, you've got a good fight. Shooter obviously is back on form, and he's kind of quoted that he's on form. So that, mm-hmm. you know, we all go, well, is he lost it? Was he having a bad patch? He actually now says I'm back on, which yeah. means he was off, um, <laughs> um, not really firing. So he's back now. Am I allowed to, one last week. Yeah. Am I allowed to bring up Shooter? Shooter? Is his name Shooter or Shooter? Shooter. Shooter. Am I allowed to bring up uh, yeah. Shooter? Because you're going to go and see him this week, right? Yeah, so... Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, I don't <laughs> see why not. Um, yeah, the, well, it, should it go to plan? Myself and Blake are going out to Switzerland this Thursday to do a training session with Nino, uh, yeah. which includes a circuit session in the gym in the morning. <laughs> You're going to get smashed <laughs> for an hour and a half. You may have seen his, have you seen his videos. I have, yeah. Where yeah. his, what's it called? Cognitive yeah. recovery is standing yeah. on a ball juggling mm-hmm. in between sets in the yeah. circuits. And then we're having lunch at exactly 12 pm, apparently. Right. And then we're going for. And what, how do you foresee the lunch going? Is that <laughs> well, gonna... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to eat anything. And then at two o'clock, I think it is, we're doing intervals on cross-country bikes so right. that'll be fun uh, hopefully you'll be able to see exactly the distance difference so you're going to have all, you're going to measure all the power outputs and stuff like that's that. the plan yeah and, and the watts and everything so we're doing it with Garmin so we'll yeah. see, see all the data right in fact Nino in the past we've shot with him a couple of years ago when Mark Beaumont raced him mm-hmm. and I've still got the GoPro and all his data his heart rate his power for a flying lap at Lenzerheide uh, he's been like really surprisingly sort of open mm-hmm. for someone you know that of their stature at World Cup just giving us all that data yeah. in fact it's up on my Strava so I've all got right. a few KOMs around the lens of <laughs> so, yeah. cross country course Ollie sorry to be a bit of a novice on cross country so what what kind of watts are we talking from a cross country racer for an hour and a half then so on the climb, so hour and a half. I mean, yeah, that looks funny because you've got the zeros, you know, the effort you're still trying downhill. So it yeah. doesn't look that impressive. Right, right. It's more a case of, so you take the, when you're looking at wattage files, yeah. they have a normalised power, they take the zeros out. Right. So that's a better way of looking at that. Yeah. And they'll be up there doing 400 okay, watts right. for the pedalling bits constant. Right. But it's just going up there, surges, those little, yeah. I mean, I, I the short track stuff, they're probably doing six, seven hundred repeatedly. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's what Vanderpool seems to be. Yeah, and no recovery about. on the descent. It's funny, when you look at a, a file, power file, we're not getting too boring for a mountain bike session, it doesn't no. look that bad because you've got all the descending. Yeah. But it's not like on a road bike where you recover, you are flat out. So exactly, you see, and you, go, you still have You see a heart out. rate trace for a mountain bike, mm-hmm. and it's flat. It's yeah. pretty much flat yeah. out for the whole thing. The yeah. power files obviously up and down all over the place, but the peaks of troughs. What about Andre Sings? What do you reckon that looks like? Yeah, <laughs> pretty rapid. <laughs> but that, 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 I mean, that Leger thing, that first climb was in the cross country as well. Yeah. Rock hard, super steep. Mm-hmm. Then a false flat. Then the, the downhills weren't that tech. So they were, there was no recovery all the yeah. way down. And then it's just straight. They, they would have been, yeah, no recovery really, it would have felt like. So in the women's, Kate Courtney, oh, you can't say she's got it wrapped up. It's too early for that, but she's looking very strong for the overall this year. Yolanda Neff was second, Elizabeth Brando third, Sonia Frey fourth, Pauline Ferran Prevost fifth, and good. Jenny Rizved's ninth. Obviously, it was you know, quite you know a real mix up in the race. Courtney went obviously on lap two or three, I think, just yeah. went another level. Uh, Rizved was up there for a bit, had a good patch, actually hit the front for a section, which is amazing to get from way back on the grid up near the front but then 
probably the effects of that came back at her a little bit. Yeah. And then Neff was had a bad start, was struggling a little bit. Well, it's a way and then when we fair play to her because she was going south at a, quite a rate really. Right. And yeah. then came back round and fought back to second, which just shows how tough she is. A lot of people would have head fall would have fallen. Yeah. Up, so definitely super strong still. Uh, worth mentioning as well, Haley Smith in sixth place, Canadian. Yeah. It's got to be the highest result for Canadian for a while, I think. Yeah, they're coming round. Uh, in the men's, Nino, again, two wins back-to-back now. So, like you say, his season seems to be back yeah. on track after a fairly slow start. And yeah, and last week, obviously, it was Flukinger that gave him a bit of a yeah. hard time. It was a sprint, and this this time it was Kurt Bauer. So, yep. yeah, it was a yeah different someone different to contend with. But, yeah, he managed to win Yeah, two in the bounce, which is, yeah, his overall is looking stronger. Henry Camusini, third. Tempier, fourth. Andre Sink. Good return from his sort of almost pulling out of the race and finishing tenth and or to finish fifth. And again, another Canadian sixth place. Yeah, I don't know a lot about this guy Peter Dezira, but that was yeah some ride he was just drifting off the back of that bunch. It's a name I don't know, so I'm going to. Mattis Flucker down in ninth. Uh, not so good for his overall, but what we're looking at now, we're still looking. So Nino's winning with one thousand one hundred sixty. Avancini not so far behind nine hundred fifteen. Then Vanderpool third, even though he's not started <laughs> one race. Flucking <laughs> down fourth. Saru, very young Frenchman in fifth place. Uh, women's Kate Courtney twelve hundred sixty five. Obi Landon F's ten ninety. Terpstra third. Brando fourth. Sonnefray fifth. But definitely looking like Kate Courtney's to lose almost. But still three rounds to go. Yeah, and it was a Scott. Scott won both races on the weekend as well. So that whole team is. Mm. You know, yeah, we were talking impressive. last week actually about about how how different teams focus on different d- disciplines. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Canyon is probably one of the team that's got one. Of, sorry, one of the brands that's got strong athletes in every single category. And yeah, you know, in enduro, in downhill, and also in cross country as well. So. And road too. And road. Yeah, so Vanderpool signed for four years with Canyon. Right. There's been some rumours. I can't remember the name of the road team about their sort Katusha. of... Yeah, so their ongoing finances because I expect Vanderpool is not a cheap person to employ. No. no I've <laughs> taken a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do everything, so you only need one budget. Oh, yeah. Good on it. <laughs> yeah. Good to see. Yeah. On, right, on to Daniel. So it took place... Downhill. Saturday in between the short track and the cross country on the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely one of the best downhill races I've ever seen. It on really? It was, I mean, and to me, if you want to look like a, a model for downhill racing, it had, um, it was basically taped off and you had off-camber corners. There was no berms. You, there was no digger or whacker plate in sight. It was a totally natural uh descent off that mountain right and I think it made for amazing amazing TV and what's funny is I rode mu- much of that track yeah however long ago 15 years on, ago Ollie uh, a minute ago he was telling me not to bring up 2004 <laughs> world championships yeah here he is bringing <laughs> yeah. it up yet again was he sick or something <laughs> <laughs> is that about right but what what I think is because show that I, I'm one of, I don't want to be that guy who says oh back in my day <laughs> but actually all the tracks used to be a bit like that you go to a big alpine mountain and they tape it 40 foot wide and you'd sort of have to work it out hmm. and it wouldn't look technical until you rode it and it wouldn't look that fun until you rode it and yeah. it was really good 
And there was loads of those sections. Like, I remember I mean, my the, line on that, but it's still exactly the same now. Yeah, and uh, obviously different bikes back back then, but the speed of the top section yeah. was absolutely insane. Like, Amir of Piron's run, you should you should watch it on, on his GoPro. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I watched it just from the cameras, obviously, and he's yeah. drifting and leaning the bike over, and it looks brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's definitely does. an exciting race to watch. It looked more yeah. me. You know, they were going across those fields. Yeah. Again, it's off camber, foot out, drifting. You think it uh, looked uh, old school? It looked like it gone back twenty years. I but it was, I was exciting see though, right? In a skin suit. Yeah, back in the day, it used to rain quite a lot, and you'd have to ride down that yeah. six inches of mud. But, that made it pretty exciting. But I said to the wife, though, there's going to be some amazing images from that race because you had dust, which is going to be back left, back left. You're going to have the riders leaning into those corners, foot off. Yeah, uh, it's just going to look honestly. There's going to be some great images from that event. I'm sure we'll see it. And it's yeah. fast. So 550 metres of descent and the winning time is under three minutes. I think it's yeah. two and a half kilometres yeah. or something like that. So. But, you know, French racing, Don, um, I mean, the first time we went to Leger is in 1996. That was won by Nico Vulios. Uh, yeah. But there's been some great races in that look in that venue. I mean, if you look back in, 1990, in 1996, sorry, um, Christian Taifair won actually in 96. Sorry, 97, I mean. Actually, I'm going to glass. <laughs> glass on. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry, 1998. 1998, <laughs> a French one. <laughs> a Frenchman, Christian Taifair won the race, and there was actually four French on the podium. Cool. Um, it was basically, it was, it was Taifair, it was Engstrom, Deldeek, Pascal, and Langnier, who is... Engstrom, Swedish. Yeah, but I said four of the podium oh, were French. Okay. <laughs> Concentrate. <laughs> you know? uh, and then, of course, 1999, PT1. Um, again, three French on the podium. Gracia, Vulios, and Guillaume Koch. Remember him? Oh, God, vaguely. Yeah. I did my first ever World Cup at Leger in 2000, and right. I snapped my chain out the gate in qualifying. Uh, there's me thinking it was a place of, uh, of good memories for you. <laughs> uh, talking about, I mean, but probably one of the most famous results in Leger was 2002 when PT wrapped up the series. Now, a bit of background to that was the previous week, there was the World Championships in Caprun, which he lost, he famously lost. To Nico. And, to Nico. And then, of course, uh, the, everyone drives across the Alps, back to Leger, and, you know, Petey has to win this race, take the series. Mm. And he won it. I think he won it from from Burrell and Vulias. And then, of course, you know what happened in 2002 Leger, don't you, at the end of the race? 2002? Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone got drunk. <laughs> so we shouldn't really talk about that, should we? I mean, it, I mean, Leger has become notorious for. Oh, I hope everything's gone smooth this weekend because <laughs> we want to keep hold of this place. Now we've got it back. Yeah, it was pretty much. Uh, what's that Clint Eastwood film, Tom? Paint, paint the town red. Was do you, know, do you know when the town was painted red? Well, Leger definitely was painted red in 2002 and 2004, oh, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, however, what I was going to say was in 2002, Nico Vulius retired at that race. Yeah. Well, after after what ten years of, of being on domination, the top, yeah. sad times. Um, Who we missed talking about the race actually? I was Ra- just going, I want to talk about the history of oh, go on, history then. of French races. Oh, go on. <laughs> you know, you were saying before when floor. you were saying about the French being so good and then the Swiss in cross country. Yeah, and I think there's a big thing about once you've got a group of guys and they're all scrapping it out. And it's like British downhill as well. Yeah. When, yeah. for example, I know a big thing for British. It's so hard to even get to the worlds. Yep. So there's so many good guys getting mm. to a world spot, even though yeah. they're all capable of doing really well in a race. Yeah. They have to scrap all year for that. 
And I, I think, think that's the, what happens in French downhill or Swiss cross country. And yeah. once you get that fighting, you get a good group of guys. Mm. They all go up a level. Well, I remember, uh, I think it actually was 2004, Don. There was a bit of a scrap going on in the British camp because certain guys, and I won't mention their names, were were uh, selected and other guys were not selected. You're talking about me? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, uh, I'm t- actually talking about Mark, who was a colleague with you here on GMB. Mark Beaumont. He did well. He, but he wasn't selected in 2004, was he? He was, because he was the only one who did well in it. What was the following year then? I remember one 12. year he won a final race, but not selected for the Worlds or something <laughs> yeah. crazy. So you, I mean, that's amazing. You've got all these but, guys scrapping and so on. But you're right, yeah. Everyone's, fight, everyone's fighting. Yeah. You can't get a place in that British team. You had to get a top 10 at a World Cup. And in the end, I think there was probably five people. I think maybe they did take five back in the day, but it was definitely not easy. Mm. And I missed out on a lot of world champs where you look at the people that were racing for other countries and you'd smoke them week in, week out, but you couldn't get there because yeah. there were too many good Brits. Yeah. Well, I think that leads to everyone's game going up in the same yeah. way yeah. that French downhill does all, all cross country. I was going to say, but Leger and the Brits do seem to have an affinity. And actually, any any French downhill race, the Brits generally seem to do pretty well. Um I'm looking at uh, Lords in 2015. There was three Brits on the podium, but the previous year at Meribel, there were also three Brits at the podium of a French race. Matt Simmons. Matt Simmons, who actually nearly won it, didn't he? Did he was like he qualified fastest? A couple of tenths off winning that race. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? I was joking about Brendan Fairclough in in the in the days leading up to Leger <laughs> race. I could sense some, I knew something was going to happen at Leger with a British rider. And it was Brendan. He was on. Yeah. He was on the. He was in the hot seat for absolutely ages. I think it was. Uh, it came down to Laurie Greenland to to take him off the hot so seat. So finished sixth. He yeah. had a new bike. Do you think that's new bike giddiness or happiness <laughs> or just loving the track? I would giddiness and happiness and Brendan. I mean, that's that's a constant, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> not just done that race. Oh, that's his best result for a while. And great to see. I, his... I've got to say, I think it has a lot to do with the track. Like Steve says, track, yeah. the French don't really care about uh, fixing the track that much. And so we probably had a really rough track this weekend by the time it came to racing. And then that's really where Brendog lies. It's the, those really hard changing tracks. That's where he does really well. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything. He was, in, he was on flat pedals, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, people might say it's, it's to do with flat pedals. had nothing to do with flat pedals. I think Brendan just had a banger of a day and he knows how to ride that. Definitely. Uh, it's good to see, though. Really good to see him. Mean, his yeah. last podium was nine years ago at... Um, Consult my notes. <laughs> Where's he? Uh, so where's his last podium? Podium was Champery. Champery yeah. and Maribor in 2010 on Specialised. Oh, that was a while ago, isn't it? Yeah, but another it gnarly one, though, isn't it? Huh? Another yeah. natural gnarly yeah. course. Yeah. Well, Val in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Same sort of yeah. following the same uh, yeah type of thing. Uh, but before we even got to the race, Rachel Aston snapped her Achilles, which. Mm. Is a difficult one. You do hear about people really suffering to come back from those. That's a proper one, yeah. We're hoping, obviously, she'll well, she have some time off, but we hope to see her again at some point. Who knows when? Surgery or, I think or stick a boot is. on it and cross your fingers? I think we're waiting That's to find cruel, out. cruel, isn't it? It's I mean, days. I mean, that could have been, this could have been the year that she equaled Anne Caroline's record of 41 World Cup wins, couldn't it? Um, yeah, do you think we'll see it before the end of the season? Oh, it's too early to say, I suppose, but phew, it seems unlikely to me. Mm. I tell you, who else, else we missed on the weekend was uh, at Val Nord, the guy in jeans came 14th. Where was he? I don't know. Leger. I'll find out. Um, the guy in jeans. So missed this one. He didn't get on my radar. So basically, a guy... did cross in a short track all the day. <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> 
So basically, a guy in a pair of jeans came 14th in Val Nord. He was actually in the top 10 for quite a long time. But uh, he seems to have disappeared off the radar in one week. Hang on, I can't find him. Exactly, he's not there. Von Klessenberg. Or Von like Klessenberg. Maybe yeah, he was Johannes too, Von Klessenberg. Too busy they working back in the, the restaurant. Yeah, I say he's in the cafe this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Uh, Tracy Hannah won, though, Don. She did. Tracy Hannah won. Uh, a slightly sad looking women's field. Mm. I know it's a bit harsh, but we're missing Tani, yeah. Miriam Nicole, and yeah. Rachel. It's a shame. That is a huge, that's a massive dent, isn't it? I'm and you've got to say, also. Valley Hall took the fastest time for the females over the weekend. So winning the junior race. Yeah. It's been coming for a while, but there it is. There's the fastest time of yeah. all of them went to Valley Hall. Yeah. And you know, we're talking about the French, um, the French strength and depth of the minute. You've also got like. Uh, Thibaut de Prella, who won the junior men's. So the French have won between him and the other guy. <laughs> They've won all the junior Daniels. And I was looking at this because I was listening to your mm. podcast last weekend and started looking at the enduro results. And yeah. the French are looking pretty good there as well. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like, think half the um, half the top ten. Uh, but look, what about but the men though? I mean, Laura Greenland. I mean, you know Laura Greenland pretty well. Yeah, he's Bristol Arlington, boy. Yeah, Bristol yeah. boy. And he trains. Yeah. Yeah, so my business partner, BW Cycling, um, does the gym side with, with Laurie. He's done it for a few years now. Yeah. And I think they were, yeah, first couple of races, he did okay, but he wasn't he's getting all, the most out of it. And I think that building all, that stress. It was only okay, though, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, I think yeah. for a guy who's now got those high expectations. Well, you know, you look, look back to 2016 when he was second in Val de Sol, I think he was, yeah. at the yeah. last World Cup. Yeah, some really strong results. Was it world but, Champs? Sorry, World Champs, yeah. Um, and he's, he said a ninth this year, but it's good to see that. That'll do his... How, it'd be interesting to see how his confidence goes from yeah, here, Yeah, right? he must be... For the you know, downhill guys, he must, it, it's, the, the margins are so tight yeah. that a lot of that confidence must be... is a big deal. And I, I want to talk about confidence, Don, because the beginning of the year, we talked about Matt Walker, and you, you, were, you yeah. were... I mean, you were talking about Matt Walker, I was talking about Aaron Gwynn, and where are they now? Kind of not very... Yeah, anybody it's been seen to be top ten-ish... I don't know what he did this weekend, actually, to be fair. Um, he seems to, Matt seems to have gone the wrong direction since Fort William. Finn Isles. Well, he fell off. Yeah, don't want to, you don't want to do that. It doesn't get you anywhere, does it? Um, um, who else? There's uh, Someone else I want to talk about. Uh, Michael Jones fell off. He was going really well. Yeah, I thought this is going to be definitely be a top 10 for Mike Jones. Because, He's a really fast rider. You know, Michael Jones has podiumed before. I mean, lots of British riders have podiumed in the past, but... I think he's a guy that definitely needs to uh, to get it back together, doesn't he? Um, David Trummer, eighth place for the Austrian YT rider, looking really good. Yeah. So the overalls for the for the downhill, Bruni is beating Amory Pirion by almost hundred points. Uh, then it's Troy Brosnan. Well, actually, he's on the same points as That's, Pirion. Yeah, eight hundred fifty-five. Yeah, I didn't remember. That. Although Pirion's in leagues, he's got more wins. Is eight fifty-five? Yep. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Bergier fourth, Danny Hart fifth. Looking yeah. strong, but Bruni looking really good. And Tracy Hanna got a good lead in the women's now. 1,040 points to Marine Cabaru, eight, 840. Then there's Rach third with a DNS, and we're going to see a couple more of those at least. So, uh, Ollie, what about clothing? Surely of all the tracks. <laughs> mm. Can I rattle on about clothing? Well, yeah, on. <laughs> <laughs> Surely of all the tracks, that... That is the track to wear the tightest possible clothing. Big, wide open, high speed. Because I mean, I've been in the in the wind tunnel with track in the past. Yeah. And there's a certain speed where the clothing does does come into the mix. Yeah, forty k an hour, it goes. Yeah. Through the roof. I think. So I mean, those. I mean, 
for a huge part of that track, they must have been going 40 kilometers an hour, right? Yeah. Well, you see it. You look at uh, some of the pictures earlier, actually, of the guy racing on a commensal, and the trousers mm. are so tight, you can mm. see the bulges in the knee pads. So they're obviously taking it into pretty yeah, serious Yeah, it's a funny line. I remember when it, the year when it, from a cross country side, we've always kind of just gone this performance orientated. Yeah. And whatever goes, whatever's the fastest goes. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a year, obviously, when people started wearing skin suits and everyone sat down. Well, you all know more about this. Yeah. But from our from an, from a cross country side, we went. All oh, right, they're doing what makes sense, and then it was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! But but this doesn't look too cool. This is not good. And obviously, you know, so they all went. Oh, well, we're all going to ban it now. Yeah. Because uh, we we'd rather you know it was a kind of a gentleman's agreement or an official agreement. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. wasn't great for the sport. Yeah. But then there was that bit of cheating where everyone's got their sewing machines out in the winter, haven't they? Just taking a <laughs> yeah. taking an inch out. But just, oh no, I'm not wearing a skin suit. But it's kind a, of are wearing a skin it's suit. It's a daft rule. You have to have two inches of like pinchable stuff. I know how it's exactly worded, but basically your jersey has to have a couple of inches bagginess to it. Right. Okay. And I bet there's some people that don't have two inches what? in their jerseys. <laughs> One and a half inches, <laughs> just pushing checking? the marginal gains. <laughs> but you look at the bloody road race and they check sock height don't they that's a new one what get out of here no they don't (laughs) they do no yeah people have started using aero socks like really long (laughs) socks with trips in and trying to make them yeah yeah it's uh it's all so they've now got to be a certain height which is a bit of a laughing stock at the tour at the moment crikey but yeah no i mean yeah you you, you've got to be yeah that speed and and then aero is and then you got like bruni who wears like a mix of tights and shorts is he no they're they're trousers but they look like but they look like they look like tights and shorts there was a picture of greg williamson racing with tights underneath his pads and i think that was down to be an aero i don't know how that is more aero than shaving your legs but there you go Mm. interesting times do you shave your legs don sometimes ollie do you shave your legs only when I'm trying hard, which is about once a year. But I still, I'm still stuck. If I look down and I'm breathing out my backside and I see a hairy leg, <laughs> it kind of cracks me a bit. So then about the day before I trim them all off. Tom, have you ever shaved, you shaved your legs? Never shaved my legs, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve, have you ever shaved I have once. <laughs> is that yeah. when you got your UCI medal? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just cut my legs off. Uh, wow. Uh, anyway, it'd be good to, see, uh, good to see Brendan doing well. Again this weekend, Val de Sol. Well, two weeks. What? Val, sorry, Val de Sole. Val de Sole. What the a place! Of August. What a place! Yep, we've got cross country and downhill there. Um, yeah, it's kicking off again. Yeah. yeah, it's a good venue that one. Always good racing and nice spot, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, thanks, boys. That's thanks, Don. The podcast Cheers, again. Yeah, nice one. See you in Val de Sole. Yeah, Sol. <laughs> <laughs>